Department of Justice is going to do their job. I'm going to cooperate with the Department of Justice. And as I've explained, you know, before, Donald Trump is not being criminally investigated for the classification status of the documents, right? It's not that he has the documents that's even really being criminally investigated. What he's being criminally investigated for is concealment, is obstruction, is the destruction of the documents. Um, charging these uber criminals. Question mark. That's what it is. There's not a single charge where probable cause was found in the search warrant that deals with classification status of the records. It's all concealment and obstruction. Because for over close to two years, Donald Trump continued to lie and move the documents around and hide the documents and likely destroy documents and hide the documents. That's where the criminal conduct takes place. And as George Conway put it best on Twitter, he goes, he says it sarcastically. I don't understand why the Biden people are voluntarily giving access to investigators instead of stonewalling and lying and screaming witch hunt and calling the investigators Gestapo and bringing frivolous lawsuits against them. He's being sarcastic, of course, but that's the difference between someone who didn't commit a crime and someone who did commit a crime in Donald Trump. And I'll say it here because I like to be a straight shooter. What took place with Biden is clearly sloppy, right? It's okay to say that. I think that's an objective assessment. And I don't think Donald Trump should be prosecuted for anything that's just sloppy. I don't, but it's not sloppy, okay? He's intentionally stealing not just a few documents like Biden, but thousands. Biden didn't steal any documents. He's intentionally stealing thousands of documents, including hundreds of sensitive compartmented information, selecting it so he can utilize it transactionally as part of his theft. He's specifically taking documents from what the reporting is about Iranian nuclear systems and Chinese weapon systems, and he's picking things and choosing things that he can use for himself to enrich himself, to benefit himself. That is, that's the criminal conduct. It's not sloppiness. And I do, as much as I don't like Donald Trump, and to say I don't like him would be putting it so lightly, I still don't think he should be prosecuted if he didn't violate the law. I don't think he should be prosecuted if he's merely sloppy. I don't think he should be prosecuted if he didn't have intent. He shouldn't be. But he did have intent. <laughs> this is intentional, malicious, and it's ongoing. He's doing it right now. He's calling Jack Smith a terrorist and a savage and attacking his wife and thinks that the rules don't apply to him. That's the crime. That's the crime, and that's the that's the whole difference right there. That's a mic drop moment right there for them. I mean, it's the differences couldn't be more clear. And as more and more happens on the Biden side, you see what it's really displaying for me is that contrast that you just laid out. You have a president who is handling things by the book, who is literally inviting investigators into his home and saying, look, get exactly whichever you need. 
everywhere. My house is your house versus somebody saying, those documents are mine, 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 you terrorist, you terrorist, and your wife this, and your cousin that. And I mean, that right there is the difference in the criminal behavior. And had Donald Trump just took the documents and then the DOJ came to him or the National Archives came to him and said, hey, we need those back. And he said, oh, you know, it's Is in- about no parent should have to park in front of a fast food restaurant in order to access Wi-Fi for their children's homework, and how the administration is delivering affordable high-speed internet to every single household in America. He's talking about gas prices are now down almost two dollars, a dollar and sixty a gallon from their peak this summer, and how the administration is working tirelessly to lower costs for American families. He's talking about how. Tackling inflation and lowering costs for American families is his top priority. At the same time, the Republicans in the House of Representatives are introducing a 30% sales tax on, on all goods and all products and services. Do you see how they're calculating that? I know you're on a roll right now, but do you see how they're calculating <laughs> that also? It's the most deceptive thing also because they know it's a horrible idea. It's it's one of the worst ideas ever to fact, institute and implement a 30% sales tax on back. all goods and services exactly at bread. a time, especially when you get elected, by saying to everybody, prices are too high, costs are too high, and the first thing you're going to do is try to talk. implement a 30% national sales tax. It's absurd. But what they're trying to do, the way they couch the language in the bill is they call it, as, as if this is much better, they call it a 23% sales tax. And then they go and show how they calculate it, and they calculate it in a way that makes no sense. They calculate it in a way that no person in the world would ever calculate percentages. They say, so if your bill is $100, this is what they say, your bill is $100, you're going to pay $130. That's a 23% tax because 30 out of 130 is 23%. That's not how percentages work. It's 30 out of 100 which is a 30% tax. That's why, you know, a lot of people get, are getting confused. They're like, why do I see some people saying 23%? Why do I see some people saying 30%? Because the GOP is saying 23% to try to make it sound not as bad. Hmm.
Is live my touch, my touch, not the modest Everything I touch sounds gone. The photos will be uploaded. And even though that still sounds bad, because they are calculating it on the final cost rather than on the initial price, which is also like a weird deceptive tactic. And it just, it's, I just needed to call that. I needed to call that out. Awful, awful people. This is why 72% of Americans disapprove of their job. Sure, tell us about that poll, Jordy. That new poll, new, new, new poll, CBS Ipsos poll that says uh, 72% of Americans disapprove of the job that congressional Republicans are doing. Seventy-two so percent disapproval that's, that's rate. That's a lot. That's a lot of people for that's congressional Republicans. Uh, 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 yeah, it was on a roll. Okay, All right. All the right. Biden administration actions to bring down costs are saving thirteen million families hundred dollars per year on their health insurance premiums. Uh, the strongest year of new small business applications in American history was twenty twenty one. The second strongest year ever for small business applications in American history was 2022. Um, I, I, I could keep going on. Uh, house, I keep going on. But here's the thing. You know what's great, Ben, too, though? I, 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 I want to show, because this is also a difference, because while you have the Republican Party right now trying to do everything in their power to try to help their billionaire friends, how can we get more money to the billionaires? How can we implement this regressive tax system that actually penalizes people in the working classes while it allows their billionaire friends to not pay taxes on anything? That's their plan with this whole national tax and abolish the IRS. I mean, that's one of the things that's behind it, other than also just destroying our institutions completely and starving the government completely and cutting cutting all the social programs that people need completely. But when you look at the Biden economy, the Biden economy tells a much different story. You see the lowest paid workers seeing the largest raises last year. And I think this is something that's not being reported enough. The lowest paid workers saw larger raises last year than the top 10% of wage earners. Those in the bottom 10% saw weekly pay grow 9.8% from a year earlier at the end of 2022. The top 10% received a raise of 5.7%. And there are additional reasons, too, for optimism there. It's the lowest unemployment rate in 50 years, 5-0, 50 years, a record 10.7 million jobs in two years, the best two years for small business applications on record. Annual inflation is falling every month. The median raise for black Americans employed full-time was 11.3% compared with the prior year. Weekly pay for workers between 16 and 24 years old rose more than 10%. The bottom 10% of wage earners, those that make about $570 a week, saw their pay increase nearly 10% and all those numbers outpacing inflation. That is real wage growth in this economy and it's because we actually have a president who views things right now from the bottom up rather than from the top down it's not the trickle 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 down economics that we talk about on this show and that republicans have been trying to sell to you for decades and decades and decades this is starts about iranian nuclear system care of her that's the Republican Party in a nutshell for you. That is Kevin McCarthy. And that is what these radicals stand for.
Jordy, I don't know if you know this, but I think since I knocked my head on the chair, I've, I've, I've tossed it over to you a little bit. You have. You have. It's like one of those movies where you know you where you where something like that happens and all of a sudden like you change your perspective. So <laughs> I, I recognize my wrong ways now. As oh wow! Thank you. I hope I've been able to compliment you on the show a bit more today. You did. You've done an incredible job, Jake. Um, but one thing for all the people out there to remember as well, though, is with all of this going on. We're not giving you this news to bring you down. We'll give you some good news in a bit as well. But we want you to be aware. And one of the tactics of authoritarians is to wear you down with bad news, with the perception of their inevitability. And you got to realize that they're very frequently, as is the case now, the emperor with no clothes, if you call it out, if you observe it, if you know their tactics, and if you're able to spread the message of pro-democracy in a way that actually uh, is louder and prouder and stronger than the way they're spreading disinformation. And I think that's something that is so critical. And one of the things that we heard a lot from people who went to patreon.com slash minus touch and saw the speech that we gave, lots of people said, look, one of the things that's great about Midas Touch, though, is it gives us hope, but not false hope. You're just telling us the news because the large media networks have, uh, you know, have, have abandoned us. I do want to hit what took place in federal court, though, where we had four members of the Oath Keepers um, who were just convicted earlier in the day on Monday uh, with seditious conspiracy. Um, this was the second uh, trial of Oath Keepers. It was divided into two. So you may recall that um, Stuart Rhodes and Kelly Beggs a few months back, they were convicted of seditious conspiracy. There was three other Oath Keepers in that who weren't convicted of seditious conspiracy, but everybody in trial one was convicted of obstruction, but only Rhodes and Beggs with seditious conspiracy. And as I had mentioned back then, one of the things the Department of Justice is really good at is learning from past cases to make sure that kind of like artificial intelligence, they get stronger and stronger and stronger as they hear from the jury and they see the tactics being used. And one of the tactics used in the first trial was to basically make some of the Oath Keepers look like idiots. And just like, hey, which they are, but they're also criminal and they're also terrorists. But they basically go, oh, shucks, like, we don't know what we're doing. You know, we couldn't possibly create a conspiracy. So this time, I think the DOJ learned from that and, and look, the DOJ, I understand a lot of the criticism, but to date, they've batted 1,000 in jury trials. Okay, they haven't lost a single jury trial, and they've convicted more than 500 people, 550 people. It's the, it's the biggest single prosecutorial endeavor in the history of the United States of America. Yeah, Ultimately, but they're getting picketing and trespassing charges, no sedition. Ben. They don't prosecute the people at the top. But I think when they do, because I don't think it's... When they do, I think people will look back at this incredible prosecutorial effort. Like they've been sitting around doing nothing, right? Over 500, 550 convictions. They've still got about 400 more to go on their docket. 
Oath Keeper trial, one, two people guilty of a seditious conspiracy, everyone guilty of obstruction, all of those charges carry with it 20-year prison, prison sentences. Here we had um, five, uh, four Oath Keepers, Ed Vallejo, Robert Menuda, Joseph Hackett, David Morshell, all four convicted of seditious conspiracy, all four convicted of obstruction, all four of aiding and abetting, all four of conspiracy. They'll likely go to jail for the rest of their lives. And this is happening right down the hallway. Think about all these things the DOJ is doing at once. Right down the hallway, you have the Proud Boys seditious conspiracy wow. trial taking place as well with Enrique Tario and Dominic Cazola. You know, and so you have like Cazola today asking the judge to prevent prosecutors from introducing an 11 page Proud Boys rule book. That was seized from his home, which includes some pretty uh, bizarre gems right there about, you know, it, I don't want to read it because just saying those words are, are just are, are, are so horrific. You don't, you don't want to read this? It's pretty, okay, fine. <laughs> it is. It's so only bizarre, got a, man. With, with this bump on my head, I only got a certain amount of energy, and it's not going to go with going and reading Dominic Pozzola's racist handbook. Just horrific and heinous. And at the same time, that's taking place. What's also taking place in the D.C. federal courthouse? Peter Navarro's filing a motion to dismiss. who was in Trump's inner circle. The motion to dismiss is denied. The Department of Justice is getting ready to try that case for contempt of Congress for Navarro not showing up in response to the January 6th committee's congressional subpoena. So all of this is, is, is all happening at once. And at the same time, the DOJ sent a, it was, it was a, funny letter they sent to Jim Jordan because Jim Jordan just keeps sending them letters. Give me this. Give me that. Give me this. Give me that. And they basically write this letter and you're like, Jim, let me just explain to you the way this works. We're not giving you any information. No, no, they go, they go, they go first. If you want to reach out to us, please don't contact us directly. <laughs> they, go, <laughs> they go, contact us through the Office of Information Services and they'll deal with you. So stop sending letters to Merrick Garland directly. Like, we're not going to read those. Here's who you send the emails to. And then they'll get back to you through a, you know, through a process. And we also don't give information regarding current criminal investigations. That goes against department policy, and it would be an infringement on the executive branch. And yes, I'm sure you want to speak to everybody at the Department of Justice, but let us know the topics, and we'll decide who the right people are to speak with you. And ultimately, one of the things that we've always done is be cooperative, and so if you don't want to be cooperative, you could go down that path, but we're prepared to put the right people to talk to you in the appropriate setting, potentially some in public, some in private, if it has to deal with national security. You know, and the Jim Jordan stuff that, that they ask is all of this, like, deranged conspiracy theories, like, why is the Department of Justice attacking parents at meetings who just want to protect their kids? Well, they're not, okay? They're not. But where a parent threatens to kill uh, members of school boards, then that is something the Department of Justice looks into. Where people at school boards act like domestic terrorists, the Department of Justice is going to look into that the same way they did arrest six people in Atlanta. And again, you don't hear, there's no one, you know, you're never going to hear us saying, how dare they arrest those six people who engage in domestic terrorism? Arrest them. 
they engaged in crime, put them in jail. <laughs> That's where they deserve to be. I'm not saying, oh, they're political prisoners. Oh no, put 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 them in jail. If, you know, if, if you believe in if you believe in law and order, but you know, Jim Jordan goes down that path. So the Department of Justice responds to that. So. from office. A lot going on that the Department of Justice is involved in. At the same time, Trump is just terrified of special counsel Jack Smith at this point. You know, he's like, why do I have someone who, why is my prosecutor, again, a malignant narcissist, why did my prosecutor have to be a war crimes prosecutor? <laughs> Why is, why is my prosecutor so mean? Ah, uh, shit. And, and Biden's prosecutor is, 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 is so anti-Trump. What are you talking about? Okay, the special counsel who was, who was appointed to investigate Biden, guess what, Donald Trump? You appointed him. He's your United States attorney from Maryland. Out of all of the people that Merrick Garland picked, he picked someone who you appointed. And what's Biden doing? Biden's not saying, oh, that person's a savage. That person's a terrorist. That person's wife, this or that. No. Biden invites them over to his house. And Biden says, look, go search. You can look at whatever you want. If you find anything, go for it. Have at it. Look throughout my house. I never intended to take anything. You know, I, all I intended to do, what all I want to do here is cooperate. And when Biden's asked about it by the press, Biden's like, look, this is a lot to do about absolutely nothing. The Department of Justice is going to do their job. I'm going to cooperate with the Department of Justice. And as I've explained, you know, before, Donald Trump is not being criminally investigated for the classification status of the documents. Right. It's not that he has the documents that's even really being criminally investigated. What he's being criminally investigated for is concealment, is obstruction, is the destruction of the documents. That's what it is. There's not a single charge where probable cause was found in the search warrant that deals with classification status of the records. It's all concealment and obstruction. Because for over close to two years, Donald Trump continued to lie and move the documents around and hide the documents and likely destroy documents and hide the documents. That's where the criminal conduct takes place. And as George Conway put it best on Twitter, he goes, he says it sarcastically, I don't understand why the Biden people are voluntarily giving access to investigators instead of stonewalling and lying and screaming witch hunt and calling the investigators Gestapo and bringing frivolous lawsuits against them. He's being sarcastic, of course, but that's the difference between someone who didn't commit a crime and someone who did commit a crime in Donald Trump. And I'll say it here because I like to be a straight shooter. What took place with Biden is clearly sloppy, right? It's okay to say that. I think that's an objective assessment. And I don't think Donald Trump should be prosecuted for anything that's just sloppy. I don't. But it's not sloppy. 
okay? He's intentionally stealing not just a few documents like Biden, but thousands. Biden didn't steal any documents. He's intentionally stealing thousands of documents, including hundreds of sensitive compartmented information, selecting it so he could utilize it transactionally as part of his theft. He's specifically taking documents from what the reporting is about Iranian nuclear systems and Chinese weapon systems, and he's picking things and choosing things that he can use for himself to enrich himself, to benefit himself. That is, that's the criminal conduct. It's not sloppiness. And I, do, as much as I don't like Donald Trump, and to say I don't like him would be putting it so lightly. I still don't think he should be prosecuted if he didn't violate the law. I don't think he should be prosecuted if he's merely sloppy. I don't think he should be prosecuted if he didn't have intent. He shouldn't be. But he did have intent. <laughs> this is intentional, malicious, and it's ongoing. He's doing it right now. He's calling Jack Smith a terrorist and a savage and attacking his wife and thinks that the rules don't apply to him. That's the crime. That's the crime, and that's the that's the whole difference right there. That's a mic drop moment right there for them. I mean, it's the differences couldn't be more clear. And as more and more happens on the Biden side, you see what it's really displaying for me is that contrast that you just laid out. You have a president who is handling things by the book, who is literally inviting investigators into his home and saying, "Look, get exactly whichever you need. Look everywhere." My house is your house first. Somebody saying, those documents are mine, 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 mine. You terrorist, you terrorist, and your wife this, and your cousin that. And I mean, that right there is the difference in the criminal behavior. And had Donald Trump just took the documents, and then the DOJ came to him, or the National Archives came to him and said, hey, we need those back. And he said, oh, you know, shoot, my bad. You know, I don't know how that happened. Why don't you come by, send somebody over, we'll get it back to you securely. Guess what? wouldn't even really be a story. It would be like a blip. We would find out about it. It wouldn't be that big of a deal. But it's a big deal now because Donald Trump made it a big deal. And Donald Trump's endless attacks on the prosecutor, Jack Smith, and his family, his wife, his wife's sister, all that, that is all going to come back in court filings eventually. And it's going to bite Donald Trump. It's going to backfire tremendously on him. Because that right there is in of its in and of itself criminal behavior. Couldn't agree more with you. I'm just looking at some of the comments. People like, I like bump of the headband. Thank you for the person who likes <laughs> <laughs> That's character. That's character. It, it, it builds character. Um, so also, I mean, look, let's talk about let's talk about some good news. Like here's President Biden today. Today, four hundred million dollars of our infrastructure investment is going to the iconic Golden Gate Bridge to ensure will withstand earthquakes and stand for generations to come. He talks about how a new electrical panel could save your family up to 30% on your monthly electrical use. He talks about no parent should have to park in front of a fast food restaurant in order to access Wi-Fi for their children's homework and how the administration is delivering affordable high-speed internet to every single household in America. He's talking about gas prices are now down almost $2, $1.60 a gallon from their peak this summer and how the administration's working tirelessly to lower costs for American families. 
He's talking about how tackling inflation and lowering costs for American families is his top priority. At the same time, the Republicans in the House of Representatives are introducing a 30% sales tax on, on all goods and all products and services. Do you see how they're calculating that? I know you're on a roll right now. Do you see how they're calculating <laughs> that also? It's the most deceptive thing also because they know it's a horrible idea. It's, it's one of the worst ideas ever to institute and implement a 30% sale tax on all goods and services at a time, especially when you get elected by saying to everybody, prices are too high, costs are too <laughs> high. And the first thing you're going to do is try to implement a 30% national sales tax. It's absurd. But what they're trying to do, the way they couch the language in the bill is they call it as, a, as if this is much better. They call it a 23% sales tax. And then they go and show how they calculate it. And they calculate it in a way that makes no sense. They calculate it. way that no person in the world would uh, ever calculate percentages. No they say, so if your bill is $100, this is what they say, if your bill is $100, you're going to pay $130. That's a 23% tax because 30 out of 130 is 23%. That's not how percentages work. It's 30 out of 100 which is a 30% tax. That's why, you know, a lot of people get, are getting confused. They're like, why do I see some people saying 23%? Why do I see some people saying 30%? Because the GOP is saying 23% to try to make it sound not as bad, even though that still sounds bad, because they are calculating it on the final cost rather than on the initial price, which is also like a weird deceptive tactic. And it just, it's, I just needed to call that. I needed to call that out. Awful, awful people. This is why 72% of Americans disapprove of their job. <laughs> sure, tell us about that poll, Jordy. That new poll, new, new, new poll, CBS Ipsos poll that says 72% uh, of Americans disapprove of the job that congressional Republicans are doing. So 72% disapproval that's rate. A lot. That's a lot of people. For that's congressional Republicans. Uh, yeah, it was on a roll. Okay, all right. All the right. Biden administration actions to bring down costs are saving 13 million families $100 per year on their health insurance premiums. Uh, the strongest year of new small business applications in American history was 2021. The second strongest year ever for small business applications in American history was 2022. Um, I, I could keep going on. Uh, 
house. I keep going on. But here's the thing. You know what's great, Ben, too? I, I, I want to show, because this is also a difference, because while you have the Republican Party right now trying to do everything in their power to try to help their billionaire friends, how can we get more money to the billionaires? How can we implement this regressive tax system that actually penalizes people in the working classes while it allows our billionaire friends to not pay taxes on anything? That's their plan with this whole national tax and abolish the IRS. I mean, that's one of the things that's behind it, other than also just destroying our institutions completely and starving the government completely and cutting, cutting all the social programs that people need completely. But when you look at the Biden economy, the Biden economy tells a much different story. You see the lowest paid workers seeing the largest raises last year. And I think this is something that's not being reported enough. The lowest paid workers saw larger raises last year than the top 10% of wage earners. Those in the bottom 10% saw weekly pay grow 9.8% from a year earlier at the, at the end of 2022. The top 10% received a raise of 5.7%. And there it's are additional reasons to optimism there. The, it's the lowest unemployment rate in 50 years, 5-0, 50 years, a record 10.7 million jobs in two years, the best two years for small business applications on record, annual inflation is falling every month. The median raise for Black Americans employed full time was 11.3% compared with the prior year. Weekly pay for workers between 16 and 24 years old rose more than 10%. The bottom 10% of wage earners, those that make about $570 a week, saw their pay increase nearly 10%, and all those numbers outpacing inflation. That is real wage growth in this economy and it's because we actually have a president who views things right now from the bottom up rather than from the top down it's not the trickle 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 down economics that we talk about on this show and that republicans have been trying to sell to you for decades and decades and decades this is starts at the top starts at the middle out and that is the big difference and that's why we are seeing such different results in this economy compared to past administration. All right, Jody. now that we're coming to the end of the show, I just want to say this. You know how you're never supposed to tell a pitcher who's pitching a perfect game, hey, you, you know, you're doing really well. You just kind of stop talking to them. I think you guys both pitched perfect games tonight. So congratulations, brothers. You guys did absolutely amazing. That's how I know you're taking the neurohacker, mm -hmm. uh, neurohacker quality mind bend because <laughs> you are absolutely crushing it. You too, Brett. Good job, brother. <laughs> Thanks, Jordy. Um, can we talk about Jeff Zintz, who ran President Joe Biden's COVID-19 response effort and served in a number of high-ranking roles, is going to be the next chief of staff? Ron Klain is what they're saying. Wow. It, it, it looks like it, according to some people briefed on the matters. I, I don't want to say it's a foregone conclusion yet, but Ron Klain has served uh, admirably um, for two years, right? I think he's done a great job. That job is usually oh, a two-year job. And this is the kind of appropriate time where the baton is handed off. And so um, seems like from what the reporting is, Biden decided on Zins after an internal search when it became clear that it was really plain favoring Zins as his successor, as a successor, a factor that played a big role in the president's decision. Um, Klain had tapped Zins to lead a talent search for expected staff turnover following the midterm elections, but that didn't ultimately materialize. And I think he grew to really appreciate the work of Zince. And by the way, that's what leaders do. Like a good leader is someone who works to find their replacement. And that is always a great quality of, of, of leadership. And to want people who work with you, you know, for you, but with, you know, it should always be collaborative. 
to always go out and go on and do great things. This is the way leadership transitions uh, should take place. And, and, and Jordy, that's how I view you. Oh, thanks, Ben. You're, you're setting me up to one day take your role as the legal breakdown analysis for Midas Touch. I think I have to become a lawyer in order to do that, but, uh, but I appreciate it. I think at it. this point, with all of our legal analysis, all of... Hold on. Here's a little reminder that since I'm not famous or successful, if you want to be a fan of mine, you'll be a fan of something underground, cult, secret, in the know, if you will. Here's a little reminder that hmm. since I'm not famous or successful, if you want to be a fan of mine, Here's a little reminder that since I'm not famous or six. Okay. <clears throat> this is a tweet. LOL. Trump getting reamed in the courts. LOL. I find it outrageous. Huh. Find it outrageous that. Tag. The Democrats allowed this to happen. They didn't have to swear an insurrectionist. Man up. <laughs>
really good toast. <clears throat> so have some uh, olive oil, some garlic powder, a little salt. Um, tag. Just a stem of crabs. Post politics. Uh, Rolling Stone. So this tweet says. Trump getting reamed in the courts. I find it outrageous that the Democrats allow this to happen. They didn't have to swear an insurrectionist. In fact, they had moral obligation to protect us from fucking Nazi pigs. Man up. Stop negotiating with terrorists, America. Right. MP politics, whatever. It's <clears throat> enough. Couldn't post video. Try again. They definitely do not want me to post my videos of my artwork. USA in the jaws. In the know, if you will. See if I can download this. Pin to your reels. Oh. Okay, <clears throat> now I'm gonna... Here's a little reminder that since I'm not famous or successful, if you want to yes. be a fan of mine, you'll be a fan of something underground, cult, 
secret in the know, if you will. How do I download? Hmm. Okay. <clears throat> Tristan, what the hell are you doing? Right. Our might is mighty. Um, have have a good base video. of legal skills from which to at least work with and share the product. That's, that's how you view me. You're such a jerk. All right, let's wrap up, brothers. He said a nice as, thing. As it's a it's a great thing. As a as a as a leader, as a as a successor, why would that be a bad thing? Okay. I, t I take it as a compliment. I may have misunderstood what you said, and now I'm embarrassed. So, back it was the, it was the ultimate. <laughs> ultimate. It, was, it was it was calling you like the successor, a leader, someone who I have the utmost respect for. The same way. Yeah, but I can't tell if you're patronizing me now. No, no, no. He was saying you're like a sponge that you just absorb all the information that Ben says in all the videos, and that you yourself can analyze the law at such a high level by being a part of it, and it was a compliment. And uh, I'll leave it to the Midas Might to determine if it was a compliment. I'll leave it to the Midas Might. It was it was a compliment. Everybody out there, though, check us out at the Patreon site. I, I, it's really next level what we're doing, where you can meet us and we get to meet you. And Brett, show that screen because there was like three or four pages of people. Like I've never seen so many people on a Zoom because we there's like three or four of these, and it was so cool. This was so much fun. It was so much fun. Like Ben said, we spoke for about three hours, answered every single question, got to meet it everybody. Amazing. It was a really, 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 really special. I see that some of the comments right now in our live chat on YouTube, if you're checking on YouTube, of all the people who all had a blast doing it. We really had such a blast speaking with you all, and we hope to see more of you in there next time. There were like hundreds of people in this one. Um, we're, we're, so, we're so thrilled to be able to have these these experiences with you all to share these moments with you and to answer all the questions directly it's really just it's truly next 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 level so consider joining and we'll see you at the next one yeah as soon as this episode is over you go to patreon.com slash midas touch p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com slash midas touch take a look at the different memberships there um, there's even a membership right Don't know Jack. Ooh, MLK, the assassination tape, Smithsonian Channel, 10 years ago. As the smoothest man alive. I cannot be contained in a bathroom. Be smart, be strong, be quick. This is a pretty incredible experience. There's always more to see. The government had a big hand in it.
Midas Touch live. You don't know Jack! Exclamation point. Negro demonstrators are participating in this largest civil rights demonstration ever in Memphis, Tennessee. Memphis! Where the hell is Memphis? Today, moves up toward City Hall. Dr. Martin Luther King will speak to the striking workers and their sympathizers. Now estimated somewhere between five and eight thousand. Chaos has just broken out downtown. Negro youth are smashing windows. FBI FBI had an operation designed to take out young black leaders, especially men. People should be exclamation point. Everybody, I would like to live a long life. Longevity has its place. This is WMBS headline news at 825. Dick Weejan reporting, Washington. 
U.S. authorities have revealed a shortage of bombs in South Vietnam is curtailing air attacks on the Viet Cong. The president has frequently interrupted his day-long conference on Vietnam problems to stay in close touch with the volatile racial disorders throughout the nation. Bombs in Vietnam explode at home. They destroy the dream and possibility for a decent America. Let us close the springs of racial poison and make our nation whole. The most massive series of demonstrations ever attempted is the promise of Dr. Martin Luther King, leader of a planned April civil disobedience drive in Washington. I will not accept the nomination of my party for another term as your president. Hot take. Black Lives Matter and uh, Reverend Warnock. I'm with that. But he would appreciate that. Calling for truth. Mm. What's his first name? Reverend Warnock. Coming up, Warnock, Robert Raphael, that's it, Raphael like the angel. Hakeem Jeffries, how about Maxine Waters? Black Caucus. Congressional Caucus, Legislative Black Caucus of the CSA Caucus, Congressionalism Black Congressional Caucus, Congressional Chip. Black Caucus. Back in the U.S. Back in the U.S. Back in the U.S.S.R. Well, the Ukraine girls gonna knock me out and leave the West behind. And Moscow girls make me sing and shout. And Georgia's always on my mama, 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 mama. Show me when you win the mountains without sound. Take me to your daddy's home. 
Finally, luck is ringing out. On a disconnect song. Back in the USA song. You don't know how can you hunt. Back in the U.S., back in the U.S., back since I'm Well, the Ukraine girls really knocked me out and leave the West behind. And Moscow girls make me sing and shout. The judge is always on my mama, 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 mama. Take me around the snowman mountain way down south. Take me to your daddy's farm. Let me hear your belly like it's ringing out. On a disconnected phone. I'm making you a song. You know I'm lucky you won, boys. Back you U.S. Back in the U.S., back in the U.S.S.R. Well, the Ukraine girls really knocked me down and leave the West behind. And Moscow girls make me sing and shout. The Georgia's always on my mama, 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 mama. Snowman. Show me around your snow peak mountains way down south. Team into your daddy's farm. Let me hear your body like it's ringing out. Honey, just come back the phone and like in the USA song. As your president. your president. Standing up for the freedom of men. And headline news from Radio Memphis, WNPS. WNPS with the weather scope. Here's the WNPS weather scope for Memphis and the Mid-South. Considerable cloudiness and mild. Scattered showers. Let me hear your belly like us bringing now. Wednesday. Let me hear your belly like us bringing now. Come and keep your commerce warm. I'm back in USSR. Back in the U.S., back in the U.S., back in the U.S. is all. Well, the Ukraine girls really knocked me out and leave the West behind. And Moscow girls make me sing and shout. And Georgia's always on my mama, 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 mama. Justice must be done for the sanitation workers. All their just and fair and your snowy bands with and at the same time both private business and must provide a greater percentage of new and jobs to Negroes. back in the USSR. This is too fucking depressing. Like, uh, the public health. The rank, the rank, public health. I'm gonna call a 